You're listening to Her Path to Success, a podcast to empower women to pursue a career that aligns with their passions and core values. We encourage women to show up, take actions, and thrive in their own ways. If you're looking to get inspired and expand your mind, you are in the right place. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Her Path to Success. This is your host Peggy Wu. Most of us have daydreamed about being able to take time away from our work and the other responsibilities, so we can go see the world. It might seem like a fantasy, but it's pretty close to reality for today's guest, Kristen Vieira. Kristen is a digital nomad and a life and career coach at Amalavida. And while she didn't leave all her responsibilities behind, she's been able to make her work life fit into her traveling lifestyle. Today, she's telling us what that's like, the dream and the drawbacks, and sharing some of her best tips and advice for life on the road. So, if this is what you've been thinking about—a traveling lifestyle—you have to listen to today's episode. Let's welcome Kristen. Hi, I'm Kristen Vieira. I'm a life and career coach, and also a digital nomad. I'm currently located in Mexico City, Mexico, but I've been traveling around a bit, and mainly in Mexico this year, given、uh, the current situation in the world. But hoping to continue to explore more of Latin America、uh, come 2022. <laughs> Hey Kristen, thank you for being on the show. Hi Peggy, I'm so glad to be here and to chat today. Yes, so Kristen, I want to let everybody know that you are a fellow coach of mine at Amalavida, and I really want to hear more about your fully remote lifestyle and what is that like. But before that, can you tell our listeners more about you? Like, what do you do every day? Yeah, a great question. And you said fully remote, which I know we can relate on, especially many of us can, given the past two years and kind of what's happened.、Um, but I mean, my day to day really varies because I do work travel. So generally, in the day on weekdays, I'm working. So I'll either be working from home remotely or going to a co working space. Like today, I'm taking this from a WeWork.、Um, so that can really vary. But in general, my work days. Monday through Friday are generally working.、Um, as you know, I'm a fellow coach on your team, so I do do life and career coaching. So my day to day is like many other remote workers working throughout the day. But I will say, thankfully, to having a flexible remote lifestyle, I make space for here and there a travel adventure during the week. Whether it's going to a museum one afternoon or kind of branching out to a new cafe, I really try to blend. Travel into my week because that's what I did this for and why I love it. So that's kind of how my weekdays go. What about the weekends? What do you do on weekends? Yeah, so I mean, similar to my weekdays in terms of each day being a bit different, weekends can definitely vary.、Um, since being in Mexico City, for example, some weekends I've stayed in the city and done some local exploring, whether it be Going to museums, checking out local markets, 
or there's a lot of different events that go on. Thankfully that things are opening up a bit now. Uh, but also what I really tried to do is take weekend trips because during the week with work um, and having calls, I like to have, make sure I have stable Wi-Fi and be in a place I know it's um, stable and safe. But on the weekends, uh, it's much easier to take adventures, whether it be somewhere that might not have this, might not have a strong, like say Wi-Fi connection to like smaller towns. Uh, actually in Mexico City, it's been awesome because there's a lot of small, beautiful pueblos and towns really close by, um, like one to two hours away that are good for weekend trips. So just two weekends ago, I took a trip to a beautiful one called Tep called Tepoztlan. Um, and it's beautiful, small Pueblo that's um, like set up against these um, mountains. And you're just like immersed in nature. And it was uh, just a beautiful, beautiful small town, which I'm actually thinking about going back to because it was so nice to get away from like the hustle and bustle of a city to a small town and like have some time in nature um, and do some local activities there, including one of the things uh, that I actually did there that has been one of my favorite kind of, uh, I would say spa-like um, ceremonies is a Temescal. And it's basically uh, like a clay hut. It, there's different different types, but it's it's like a sauna where it's also a healing ceremony. So it's often led by shamans, but it can be led also just by like trained professionals. Um, and you basically, there's hot rocks in the center and then they add medicinal herbs along with water and it creates a very hot steam that progressively gets hotter as you go. And by the end, you just feel extremely relaxed and um, it's just so peaceful. So it was my second time doing it in that town. and. Highly recommend when in Mexico um, and wanting a nice detox and healing ceremony to try out a Temescal. That sounds fabulous. And I'm sensing, and I can totally visualize you being in the nature, immersing the culture. So I want to ask you this. Now you're in Mexico City. And where were you before? What other places have you traveled and re worked remotely from? Um, so I was in Argentina pre-pandemic. Um, and then I did Bolivia. Uh, and my plan was to do more of South America, when, like Peru. And then that's when the pandemic started. So I went back to California and then came here. So I've been doing Mexico since uh, the pandemic, basically. But hopefully next year, more of that. So how long do you stay at each place? Each place? There's, I don't really have a set timeline. It's a great question. <laughs> um, I, I really, especially after 2020, have decided to not plan things out. So pre-2020, I had like a 2020 itinerary of what I wanted to do, like Peru to this country, to that country. And after the pandemic and kind of, changes and plans for us all. I, my new mentality is just to kind of go with where I feel, especially with the flexibility and freedom of work travel, as long as I'm in the US time zone and can um, meet those designated work times and be there with my clients at the times I'm needed. I, the location isn't really 
important. So I just kind of go with how I feel and the places that draw me. So I want to ask this question (laughs) and I bet I'm not the only person who thinks about this, right? I'm going to talk about or ask Julie, have you talk about logistics? Because when I think about traveling, especially without a timeline, knowing, you know, when to return and, you know, the first thing I think about is, oh my God, how much do I pack? Right. Uh, And if you're moving around often and how much research do you have to do? How do you know whether it's safe? And how often do you get to see your family? So, you know, all these questions are coming up. So tell us about it. Yeah, no, I hear that completely, especially logistics, given it's not like home in its foreign country. And it does require planning ahead. And I think this is something that has improved in time. Like my first move abroad to when I moved to Argentina, I still laugh about my packing situation and how much of a struggle I had minimizing my things because just in the past, basically family-wise, I was always an overpacker. I remember my dad used to get so frustrated of like only a carry-on, only a carry-on. And my sister and I would have these giant bags (laughs) and would check our bags. And so I, honestly laugh all the time about how far I've come in that sense because I think you just really through experience learn what's most important to you and we all are different like what what I value in my suitcase is different than say what you or what someone else might but I think it's learning what is a necessity for you and making sure you have all those things sometimes we need things that provide us the comfort too right I mean some of us have medical conditions we need certain medications but when it comes to clothing and like basics, like clothing, shoes, um, you can find those things. Like that's what I've learned is of course you have to think about where you're going. I'm in a big city right now. So I knew coming here, I could leave some things behind um, and buy them here to save space in my suitcase, say like some toiletries. But then of course, as a female, I have my own um, token toiletries I love from home. like maybe a special shampoo. And so I always make sure to prepare beforehand to buy those things. But then as you go, you often discover, oh, I need this and you buy it as you go. Um, Sometimes it's more cost-effective too, because depending where you're traveling, it might be less expensive, but just side note, it can also be the opposite. Like if it's electronic, it's always smarter to prepare beforehand, especially as a remote worker, to have all those things before you go. Because um, just for instance, in Argentina, laptops, iPhones, because the, it's all shipped, it's very, very expensive. So um, it's good to prepare ahead of time to have those things. Um, I even brought like a backup old iPhone, I remember, in case it got stolen. Um, So I think it is important to plan ahead and to kind of create those packing lists, knowing what's important to you, but not to get too hung up on and stressed about it, knowing that it's just another place where they have many other things too. Like they might not have that specific brand of say peanut butter or, you know, um, but you can buy things as you go and kind of build. But I would say, for a nomad lifestyle in general, a core element that I've learned I'm continuously growing with is minimalism. I call myself an aspiring minimalist because 
still aspiring given what I shared about my first packing, my first, my early packing skills. But even today, I was just thinking about what's in my closet here and like the amount of baggage I have for thinking of going somewhere else. And it's just gotten smaller and smaller. Um, so just over time, I think it's something like a skill that's practiced and you learn as you go. So what about safety? How do you feel safe in a foreign country, a city that you probably don't really know anyone? Yeah. How do you keep yourself safe? Great question. Um, it's something that I think about a lot and I'm sure my family does too. <laughs> they definitely did when I first moved. Um, but speaking of first moving, I first was in Buenos Aires, which is a big city. Um, And I honestly was amazed at how safe I felt. Uh, Mine that I was in kind of uh, safer neighborhoods, there were areas, of course, like everywhere that you that aren't the safest, but just thinking in general, my whole time there, uh, it amazes me how I overall felt safer living there than I did in San Francisco, which is kind of insane to share. And it's just been something that I reflect on like, wow, that's surprising. Yeah, but it is, I felt, I walked late at night um, alone a few times, which wasn't maybe the best idea, but I felt completely fine. Um, Maybe I got overconfident in how safe I felt. Um, Sometimes I can pass for Latin. So I think Um, not feeling like I stand out also helps me feel more confident and safer in Latin America in general. Yeah, Uh, makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. But I think the key to feeling safe has been learning about the place I'm going to beforehand, like doing research around the neighborhoods to live in uh, and the places to maybe not go alone or not go at night. Also connecting with people when I get there, of course, and talking to them and learning more about safety um, to know like the do's and the don'ts. Uh, And just having one thing that's been really helpful is finding people I could trust in each place. So knowing if anything were to happen, I have people to reach out to, which I've always thankfully had friends or contacts um, as I go who I could in an emergency contact. but also find my, my, find my friends on iPhone is something I'm using more and more of like sharing locations so that my family has it now. So even when I'm abroad, if anything, they could like check that my phones get stolen, but it's one way. Um, but I think just awareness, being really aware of surroundings and always being aware and alert, even at times even middle of the day, because just like any traveling, pickpocketing happens everywhere. I mean, it happens back in the US too. Um, So just always being aware of like, of my things and where I am. So what about your family? How often do you get to see them? Yeah, great question. Um, I will, at first when I moved, um, I moved very far, (laughs) like Argentina is from California, as you as you know, at the pretty far south. So um, for my first year living there, I was working at a local company. Uh, it was a US company that was based there. So my vacation schedule wasn't super flexible. Um, and so that first year, instead of going home for Christmas, I decided to take 
a vacation and travel nearby. So I went to Brazil. So I spent the first Christmas away. So I had never been away from home for a full year. So that was my, I guess, longest time from seeing my family. Thankful so much for all of our virtual tools to connect. Um, I FaceTimed them, of course, on Christmas and we were able to connect in that way. Um, but after, uh, after that, I did go back to the U.S. the following year to visit for my grandma's 90th. So I got, uh, it was like the perfect timing because I could see everyone and we celebrated her 90th birthday. Um, and then I headed back to Argentina until uh, the following Christmas, I also went home. So I was lucky to get two trips home that year. And then my plan was to stay and travel for the following year, but given the pandemic, uh, when it happened, I was very torn on whether to stay there or head home. And they had repatriation flights where they were basically, if you were a foreigner, you could get these flights to get back to your home country. And so I spent about two months debating. But given early in the pandemic, things were so uncertain. I wasn't sure what was going to happen. Um, so I decided to head back to California. So one of the silver linings, I'd say, of of the pandemic was I saw my family and spent more time with them than I had in the past years before. Uh, and I came to Mexico. So now I've been closer uh, and took a trip back for the vaccine. So I've been able to see them being closer. So Kristen, do you feel it takes a certain type of personality or skill to make a remote lifestyle work? I mean, I'd say everything is learnable as coaches. <laughs> we, we can relate on this. Like we're all capable of whichever lifestyle we want. But I would say there are qualities you either have or you develop to make this lifestyle work and easier. And I would say uh, that is flexibility. It's a key because life changes a lot in this lifestyle. There's a lot of movement. There's a lot of unpredictable scenarios, good and bad. Um, I would also say patience because this has been a huge lesson for me in this area. I always like talk to friends and reflect on, I used to be so impatient, so, so impatient, but moving somewhere else where things often are slower, often aren't the same way they are back home. Um, sometimes it takes time to learn them. It's just being patient with others, being patient with yourself. Uh, being patient with the process. So I would say patience. And then I would say independence, because if you're not doing it with someone else, which I've done it alone, um, thankfully, I've connected with friends and places or and met people who've become close friends. Uh, independence, just knowing and being able to rely on yourself more than ever is a key. Um, and learning to do that, again, if it's not something you're natural at or which, or it's not something that's kind of easy for you already, it's something you definitely learn through the lifestyle because it's a big part of it. Um, and then when it comes to working and being fully remote and traveling, a lot of self-discipline because if you have a flexible job that's not, say, a strict schedule, you make you make your own schedule and you dictate your days. So it's knowing when you're productive and kind of uh, managing that, but self-discipline is huge. 
I think the pandemic actually became an opportunity for people to try out the remote lifestyle. Um, but now, you know, we're opening up again. That means people will have to come back home or make alternative arrangements if they want to continue this lifestyle. So for people who want to continue to do this or for those who have been dreaming about becoming fully remote, what would be your advice to make it happen? Yeah, well, one thing, one thing I noticed I left off in that last question about qualities is just passion. Like that's huge. And I think in order to do it, you really have to have the passion for it, like really want it. Um, and I think that goes with how to make it a reality, like in terms of finding work or uh, kind of convincing your work to allow you to do it. Uh, but I think that's also for living it because it's it's not always easy. It's definitely has many challenging sides. I mean, it's worth every second when the passion is there and you really enjoy it. So I think passion is huge. I also think um, just really resilience to go for it because thankfully given like what you just mentioned, given the pandemic and remote work growing, um, there's a lot more trust by employers to allow employees to do this. So I think the key is if you really want it to really go for it and really pitch it to who to your employer. Um, and if you're a great employee and you um, can really show them that they can trust you or you've shown them that in the past two years, I think it's something they would definitely support. But resilience, if say they weren't, they decided that it's not going to be something they allow for their teams because some employers might not allow fully remote. Some like have that hybrid model or going back to the office. So resilience to decide for yourself, like if this means you want it badly enough that you're going to go after it in another direction and really work until you get it. So that's how I mean um, resilience in that sense. Um, But I think, passion trumps all. So if it's there, there's always a way. So Kristen, my last question for you is what's your definition of success? My definition of success has transformed a lot from say seven years ago um, through just travel and life experience. But now I define success as waking up every day and working towards something bigger than yourself. It's kind of that feeling of freedom and peace that really comes with um, being, doing, speaking, and really living in alignment with your authenticity. Um, And just approaching every situation with genuine curiosity to continuously learn and grow. So Kristen, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you so much for having me. It's been great chatting. Yes. And keep us posted where you're going next. (laughs) Yes, that is TBD. (laughs) I I share, I kind of keep my Instagram going location by location. So when I'm there, it'll be, it'll be shared. (laughs) Good. So I'll have everybody follow you on uh, Instagram. So what's your Instagram handle? Uh, yeah. So just my, um, full name with middle initials. So it's Kristen C. Vieira. Got it. And I'll leave everything on the show notes. Thank you so much. Thank you, Peggy. 
That was Kristen Vieira, a life and career coach with Ama La Vida, who has made her dream of seeing the world a reality. If there's one thing I hope people will take away from our conversation is that no matter what you hope to do in life, there's always a way to make it work. It might not always be easy, but if your heart desires something enough, there's always a way. So I just want to encourage all of our listeners to keep dreaming and keep working toward those dreams, no matter how big they seem. I'm rooting for you. And for inspiration, be sure to follow Kristen on Instagram at Kristen C Vieira or find her on LinkedIn. I have all the information in the show notes. I'll be taking a longer podcast break after this episode. I need some time to take care of myself and prepare for more content to share with you. Please be sure to sign up for my updates so we can stay connected. Thank you so much for listening. Sending you love from my heart. Until next time, take care. Her path to success is here to remind you: define success your way, not based on what someone else is doing or what others expect of you. Remember that you are worthy and you have what it takes to succeed.